Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. I got a two-hour message. I might have to preach it in about 30 minutes, so I can do that because my wife is in the nursery. Amen. If you will, turn to first, uh, or Colossians chapter 1. And uh, how many of you know God has put us here for a reason? Say it. Just say, I'm here for a reason. Amen. Sometimes it's so easy to forget who we are in Christ. It's so easy to forget that we are here. And uh, there is a source of power that's greater than anything in the universe, and it's Christ in us. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit tonight. But how many of you know it's important that we live in this day and hour, we know and our identity, we know who we are in Christ, because if we don't, my friends, you're, we don't, in middle, middle America, Midwest, even though we watch some of the news, we have no clue what's going on in the world today. Not really. I mean, there are things happening all over the world. You ever, uh, I just was, uh, have you, I didn't watch this before, but uh, ever, anybody ever watched truenews.com or the true news it's a program a christian program that they follow the news and they uh and, and they dissect it of uh, things around the world do you know that india now is wants to be the first country in the world that has a hashless society that 1.6 billion people are going to use their finger or their eyes to to log in to their accounts we don't know that. All we know is about some bimbo that Trump supposed to did something with, right? I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, that's all we know about is somebody trying to pull down our president instead of building him up and getting the help. We're, we're living in that kind of society, but there's things going on all over the world. The earth is groaning. If you don't know the earth is groaning, just look around. There's volcanoes. There's all kinds of things going on uh, with the weather patterns, everything we think about. But we don't have to think about that in middle America. But you know what? We're not too far away with the, with the culture that we live in today and the things they're trying to do. Do you know they, get, they, they want an amendment in California to ban the Bible? Have you heard about that? Oh, no. We don't hear that. But what happens when they do ban the Bible? Well, after California falls off, <laughs> off the end of the ocean, the San Andreas Vault opens up, and you know the wildfires take everybody out. We'll have, we'll be have some beachfront property in Nevada and some of these other places, right? But the point of it is, things are happening. We are in the end times. And it's coming a time when there will rise up one that will say peace and security and prosperity. And we live in a culture today, not in this church, thank God, because we have a, a group of people that tithe and give, give to the Lord. And, but we live in the culture today that says, what you got for me? I want it. I'm entitled. Right? So if you get a, a, a leader that comes to the world and says, we've got a way for you. How easy it will be to slip right into that if you don't know who you are. If you don't know the truth. Amen? But praise God, we're in that time because people are going to be looking for somebody to take care of them. Amen? We have that now in a, in a lot of our society today. 
Yeah. Well, a lot of the society today want to say, you got something I want, so you'll have to give it to me because that's the right thing to do, isn't it? Isn't that right? So we better know who we are. We better know who we are. You don't think it couldn't happen that they banned the Bible in America or that you might be in prison because you're preaching the gospel, which we're supposed to do anyway? When I read the New Testament and, and over into Paul's writings, they were imprisoned, left for dead, martyred, all sorts of things. You're going to a country right now where the, for years they banned it. Well, thank God, in, in the midst of persecution, the gospel is spread like wildfire. You know, the, the darkest com- countries, when they get a hold of the gospel, become the lighter country. The light goes to those countries. They say in Africa, and at one point in, in, in about uh, 2025, will be the greatest Christian nation of the world. And it was the darkest for the longest time. But these things are happening today, so we better know the truth. Say, I better know the truth about what God says. See, it's not, it's not, well, I heard this, I did this, I go to church. Will that be enough? No, it's not going to be enough. Now, over in Colossians chapter 1, verse 26, it says this. This is Paul writing. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery amongst the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say it with me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. We have Christ living on the inside of us, the very hope for the world. Listen, it's not the government programs. It's not the politicians. It's not those people that have the answers. Who has the answer? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. This is a reminder. I know you folks know this stuff. But we have to be reminded that we have an anointing of the Holy Ghost. We have been called out of darkness into the light to deliver light. Amen? But if you don't know that Christ lives on the inside of you, you'll just go through life just kind of wandering through life. How many people go to church and never have a clue who they are in Christ? Do you know that that happens in charismatic full gospel churches? Do you know that? You lose your way. You get complacent. You don't have the excitement, the zeal that you once had. So what happens is you don't recognize who you are. We have to recognize who we are. When we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, we have energy to run the race. We have the Savior of the world, the healer of our bodies, the deliverer of our souls, the person that came and gave his life for us. He didn't just come to say, I love you. He came to move on the inside of us. Man, you ever thought of that? Say, Christ in me. Say it louder. Christ in me is the hope of glory. See, we're, we're somebody else's answer. Amen, I'm serious. We're somebody else's answer. Does that mean we'll never go through things? That doesn't mean uh, uh, Terry Williams in the hospital. That means we never go through. No, we go through all kinds of stuff. But when we go through that, we have something called Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ has already died for us, already gave his life for us, already put the stripes on his back for us. Amen? But we have to recognize that. We have to acknowledge that. 
how easy it is. I'm telling you, it is so easy to get caught up in the distractions and, and the cares of the world that we just leave church and it's back out to the world. Now, we should go to the world, but we ought to be carrying something. <laughs> it's called the anointing. Amen? We ought to be carrying answers for people. We ought to be carrying hope for people. Amen? Christ in us. The vision, the hope for the world, the presence of God. Amen. Christ in us, the hope of glory. His glory, when you're in his glory, it takes up everything. It's a cure for everything. Amen. In his presence is what? Fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. But that's in his glory. When you're in his glory, wouldn't it be heaven? But he says, it's living on the inside of you. Say, it's inside me. Christ in me say it again Christ in me is the hope of glory amen you, if you don't say that you don't have a realization uh, and a revelation of what he has done for you my friends that's what we need to have when you when you have that revelation it makes you live different it makes you act different it doesn't act, you know you may act up but you and act out but you won't do that very often because you've got something different you have a different identity on the inside of you you got Christ in you now amen and I know that little slogan that you say uh, what would Christ, Jesus do well Jesus is on the inside of us and we all let him do what he's called to do is to direct our life and lead us into the glory of God amen amen and it takes some, what, stirring to do that. It doesn't just sit there and say, okay, well, that's a nice message. Well, you might say that tonight, you might not, I don't know. I mean, but you know, you go to church and, and you walk out of the church and like one guy said, oh, what did he preach? Well, I don't know, but it was good. That isn't what we're about. We, Pastor Scott is, is uh, time and again, what did he tell us? when he gives the altar calls and when he keeps giving the altar calls, How many of you believe in that someday there'll be people running to the altars? We're living in that time, I'm telling you. We're not too far off from it when there's no hope out here. The ones that don't want to go to church, want anything to do with God, they're going to say, I got to have something different. And, you, and who's going to be able to show them? It may not be Pastor Scott. Probably won't be Pastor Scott. It'll be somebody else that's got a pulpit ministry. You say, well, you got a pulpit ministry? you got a pulpit ministry. Do you know that? All of us have a pulpit. We may not stand behind it, but we have a ministry to preach the gospel. That great commission was to who? Everybody. We can't be exempt from it. Amen? But see, if we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, we don't have to worry. We just follow him. Let him lead us. Amen? And then we touch and influence other people's lives, and we, and we got a zeal about us. Well, I'm going through something, so I don't think I can do anything. I, you know, I'm just too busy to do anything. for the, You know, I'm too busy. Too busy for what? Worrying and carrying on? Man, I'll tell you what. You get busy for the things of the kingdom of God. You found purpose, you found direction, you found zeal, you found hope, you found uh, energy. Amen? Well, I'm tired. If you've got Christ in you, how can you be tired? Amen? Isn't that right? Come on now. 
It's called stirring yourself up. You always have to say that. I always have to say that, don't I? But it, it is. You have to talk to yourself. You have to tell yourself. Pastor Scott and I were talking about, it's, it's like sports. You know, uh, uh, we're watching Addie play softball. And boy, she focused. That girl's focused on everything she does. But she's learning real quick how to throw the ball, how to hit the ball, how to feel the ball. But it becomes, what it becomes is, it, it isn't, like, it's strange to you. It's like, well, it becomes second nature. You know, you do something long enough, you'll be first nature. You don't even think about it. It's called muscle memory. You begin to serve God. You begin to get in his word. You begin to become a spiritual person, a spiritual Christian, not just a religious person. And guess what? It won't become second nature. It won't even, it'll become first nature. When something hits you, the first thing you think about, Jesus, what do I do? Where do I go? What, what do I say? Amen? Because he's on your thought life all the time. In your thought life. Amen? What does he do? He gives... (laughs) When you delight yourself in what? The Lord. He gives you what? You got one. A desire of your heart is starting tomorrow, right? To go to China. That don't sound like, well, that's not... No, that's exciting. Why? Because the desire of your heart has become his desire for you. His desire for you is far greater than your desire for yourself. Amen? Amen. So what do we do? We, we, we begin to talk to ourselves. We begin to speak to ourselves. We begin to renew our minds to that place that transforms us from the old person we used to be into a godly person he wants us to be, and we can be a great influence. Thanks for running out on us. But see, if we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, our life is going to be changed. But if we don't think that way, if we think, well, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure that, that he lives. No, you begin to say what he says. The Bible is truth. If he says something good about you, which he does all the time, then you say it about yourself. This is who I am. This is who, how I operate, how I act, because I have Christ living on the inside of me. Amen? The, the Scripture says, let God be true and every man a liar. If I'm contradicting what he's saying in the Word, I guess I'm a liar, right? Right? Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the poor say I'm rich. Amen? Let those in bondage say I'm delivered. I'm free. Saying that song, sin does not have a hold on me. Well, Christ in us, it shouldn't have. Amen? Amen. Now, it goes over to, he's already paid the price. Go to uh, Galatians 2.20. These are just scriptures you know. I'm just, I'm here to remind you, and if it doesn't remind you, I'll remind myself, which is always what I try to do. <laughs> Preach. If I can't preach to somebody else because I preach to myself, that's when I go to restoration. I, you got people falling asleep, some babies laugh or crying and everything else. But isn't that right, Steve? Steve goes out there. But who, that isn't the point. Doesn't deter me a bit. Because I go out of there, I'm, I'm walking a little higher. Right? Because I'm not preaching to them. I'm talking to myself. Amen? And I just hope it helps somebody. Amen. But we know the scripture in Galatians 2.20. What does it say? 
I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. Now, how are you, somebody asked. Well, if Christ lives in me and I've been crucified and the hope of glory is in me, I guess I'm doing all right. Amen? Well, it don't look like you're doing all right. Hey, that looks can be deceiving, my friends. Looks can be deceiving. You know, they found out a long time ago that you don't turn down somebody that walks in with an old pair of beaded uh, cutoffs and a and a tank top and a, a bunch of lo loafers or whatever into a car dealership or something, and they go over and wait on the guy that looks so nice. They found out the guy that came in that way was a multimillionaire or something. They found that over the years. Business has. So you can't go by looks necessarily, right? But you can go by your heart. You have a heart for God, a heart for Christ, heart to learn, a heart to grow. Well, if you have Christ in you, you have to tell yourself, I got Christ in me. I'm running my race to the end. Amen? Amen. There's something in me that somebody needs. Say that. There's something in me that somebody else needs. Amen. It changes your whole perspective on yourself. You don't get intimidated then. You know, it's easy to get intimidated around people. You know, you get around certain people that of social economic level and you think, oh, you know. You can be intimidated, but if you know who you are in Christ, you won't be intimidated. Amen? You won't worry about what people think about you because you the one that means the most, and you know what he thinks about you. Right? So he says, it's now if I'm, I, it must be doing all right if I have Christ in me and I've been crucified, and the life that I now live <laughs> is in Christ, not in the flesh. And I live by what? Faith. Amen? Amen. So we don't want to accept second best. Just say, okay, I'll just take a little bit less. Now I'm taking what God has for me. Amen? Believing what he has for me. Saying what he has for me. Doing what he has for me. Because you have, say, I have an anointing to live this life. Amen? For his glory. Amen? We do. But you have to remind ourselves. You know, it's so easy to forget who you are if you're not careful who we are in christ we have to repeat that over and over we got to know who we are and you get around somebody that knows who they are in christ and boy i'll tell you what <laughs> it, it's it's refreshing and it, it draws you to them amen and and not just in the church but wherever you go be yourself but do what christ tells you to do look like you and act like him you ever think about that look like you and act like him why because he lives on the inside of you amen time's running short i knew i had a two-hour message but that's all right go over to a, a, a passage of scripture that you're all familiar with see it's real easy to become a fan rather than a spiritual christian did you know that a fan just shows up Spiritual Christian gets in the game. Amen? That's just like going. I mean, how many of you, you most of your sports fans around here, it's so easy to, to be on the sidelines and, and uh, 
you know, just carry on about this, that, and the other, but it's, it's a little different when you're in the game. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. You know this passage, but I'm going to remind you of it a little bit. <clears throat> Paul says, Paul's life, to me, his life duty or his life uh, heart's cry for him was to show the mystery of Christ or the mystery of God, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And over in the Ephesian church, he's telling them this. He says in verse 3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Say, I've been blessed with heavenly blessings and every spiritual blessing. Just as he chose us and before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, but to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now Paul's saying that's already been done. How many of you know that's already been done? That's already been done for us. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. We've been predestinated. In other words, as Pastor Scott talked about, and you've heard about before, it wasn't like there's just a certain group that's going to be saved. No, he, predestination just meant that when we got saved, he already had something lined out for our life. Do you understand? So then he goes over in chapter 16, and you know this because we prayed this many times. I've talked to, about it a lot in prayer. We prayed it over the church. We prayed it over ourselves. But you've heard Brother Hagin talk about he prayed this prayer for six months. And then he told his wife, Aretha, he'd been in the ministry for a long time. At that point, he said, I don't even know what I've been preaching because the revelation began to come. Amen? It would be a good scriptures for you to read to yourself. But he says this in verse 16. He said, he did not cease to give thanks for him, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The revelation of what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wisdom and revelation. How many of you know you need wisdom and revelation to operate like a Christian? Amen. Because your old nature is still there, as Pastor Scott says, that, that flesh is still, de you're dealing with that. That's why you can come in here and praise God and go out and raise hell with somebody else. <laughs> really? You think I'm kidding? You read about it all the time. I don't understand that. They were a good Christian person. Well, they weren't that good that day. Amen? They go out and cause trouble, right? You see, you read about that kind of stuff. But it says, Christ in us, and he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He says, you'll know what your calling is. How many of you know, want to know what your calling in, in God is? Amen? Well, first of all, your calling is to do the Great Commission. Your calling is what Jesus said, told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Who did he tell that to? His disciples. Are we disciples of Christ? Amen? We are, right? So we're to, we're to convey that message ourselves. That's one of the callings. But he says, you have been given these gifts and spiritual blessings, and now I want you to realize what they are and what they're for. Paul's reminding us, open our hearts, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the workings of his mighty power. He says, there's power in me, and I'm in you. 
Christ in me, the hope of glory. Now there's power to power to what? Power to do what God's called us to do, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. Freely we have been given, freely we received, freely we give. Amen? Amen. Now, in that verse 19, did you get that amplified? Did you have? And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for, in and for, in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the workings of his mighty strength. Power in and for us. We have power in us. Amen? Amen. Now, he's saying... He wants you to have wisdom and under, uh, knowledge and understanding and a revelation of what, what you've received, amen? If you have no revelation of that, you'll just wonder you'll, through, through this life and you'll never fulfill the plan and purpose that God has for you. But the good news is if you've got breath in your, in your body, you still have chime, time to do what he called you to do, amen? That's the good thing about God. He's not holding us back. He's trying to push us forward into what he wants for us. But are you understanding this? Are you understanding this? It's like, okay, we have to know what the Word says. We have to know what God says. Because the Bible says, without not, uh, my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. So we have to have knowledge, right? But we also have to have revelation of that knowledge. But we also have to have faith to walk in it. It really is. The battery's charged, but we've got to have the contactors. I have the knowledge. And have the faith. Got to have both, right? But we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. So that's something different in my life now. This is the power of God is in me now. Say the power of God is resident in me. Amen. If you don't believe that, you'll never act on it. Amen. You'll you'll see yourself in a very small way. You'll see yourself. In an in a area that, or a way that the world sees you. Doesn't make any difference. They, they have no influence. But when you see yourself in Christ. And Christ in you. Now I have power. You have the greatest power. We have the greatest power in the whole universe living on the inside of us. It's called the spirit of the living God. Amen. And what did he say over in Acts chapter 1 verse I'm going to skip a whole bunch of stuff here, but Acts chapter 1. He gave us what? Power. Well, Christ in us. We have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. And he says in verse chapter 8, or verse uh, uh, 8 and chapter 1, but you shall receive power. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. Now, he didn't, he didn't designate where... Everywhere you go is what he's saying, right? Because he said these towns, but he, if he was here today, he'd say in St. Joe and Champaign or Urbana or wherever you go, wherever you reside, wherever you have influence of anywhere you go, you, you, you have power to be a witness. But if you have no revelation of who you are and who Christ is in you, you won't be the witness for Christ. Don't look at yourself from down looking, trying to look up, look at yourself from up here, looking down and saying, this is who I am. I'm in Christ and he's in me. I have power to help people. 
You know, one word from God, that I've heard Brother Copeland say this for years, one word from God can change your life forever. You know that's true? If it's a God word, he can speak to you, and it'll be like you can speak to somebody else and change their life. Amen? But if you don't see yourself doing that, you'll be powerless. And he wants us to have power. Who have you got in your life you need to influence? What have you got in your life to help influence somebody else or help somebody else? See, you didn't just come to church just for yourself, did you? You came because you've got something in you that somebody else needs. If the praise team came for themselves, they probably wouldn't come half the time. <laughs> I'm just being honest, right? But they don't come just for themselves. They came to help us enter into the praises of God. Why don't you come on up, Cheryl? Because I'll knock this off in about five minutes or I'm out of here. Or I'm in trouble. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I want a half of you just said it now. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. Isn't that good news? That's good news, my friends. Amen. It causes you to get up with some zeal. It causes you to do things when you don't feel like it. You ever know that? There are times you don't feel like it. You know, I used to, uh, how many times have you known somebody that worked a, worked a job and, and they, that's all they did was work the job, but they, they got up and went to the job when they didn't feel like it. As soon as they quit the job, they didn't, they, a lot of times I saw that with the railroad, those guys that all they did was work the job, they work, 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 and it caused them to get up and go, but when they retired, a lot of them died early because they had no purpose. We don't have that with Christ. As long as we have breath, my friends, Christ in us. So let's stand up and give God praise tonight, and let's thank him for the power of God in our life, and let's just pray in the Holy Ghost, and let's get refreshing. It, Jesus is inside of us, and, it, it, and uh, you know, everything has been put under his feet. If you read on in Ephesians there, it's talked about under his feet. Well, if he's in you, every circumstance, every problem, everything you come up against is under your feet. Amen? Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.